0: It's the 4th of July, an important milestone in the fight against COVID-19 at the local and national level, even as the president and the mayor fall short of their July 4th vaccination goals. Today, my conversation with White House Chief Science Officer, Dr. David Kessler. Plus, we'll talk with Indiana Senator Mike Braun and Congresswoman Victoria Sparks. It's all ahead this Sunday in Focus. America is celebrating this weekend. Good morning and happy 4th of July. This holiday weekend marking an important milestone in our path out of this pandemic. But here in Indianapolis, we didn't get to the 50% vaccination rate. The mayor and local officials had hoped to reach by the 4th of July. Still this week, Marion County did roll back most of its remaining restrictions. This is some municipalities across the country put some rules back in place because of a dangerous new variant. Jesse Turner has the latest
1: despite the highly contagious delta variant gaining ground across the globe.
2: It's different in the world in general from here in the United States.
1: Dr. Anthony Fauci's verdict remains unchanged. Vaccinated Americans do not need to mask
2: up. You have a high degree of protection, so you need not wear a mask either indoor or outdoor.
1: Fauci says local health officials like those in Los Angeles County can make different recommendations depending on the situation in their communities. But he stands by the protection that comes with the vaccine.
2: It works. It's free. It's safe. It's easy and it's convenient.
1: CDC director Dr Rochelle Walensky says the delta variant and low vaccination rates are leading to a new surge in cases and hospitalizations in some parts of the country. These communities, primarily in the southeast and Midwest, are our most vulnerable. That's why the White House announced new response teams Thursday that will focus specifically on the Delta variant. To
2: help states prevent, detect, and respond to hot spots among the unvaccinated.
1: The Biden-Harris administration will not meet its July 4th vaccination goal, but these officials stand by the large celebrations at the White House and on the National Mall.
2: We are celebrating as a country at the same time as we recognize the fact that we're in a serious situation
0: for those who have not been vaccinated.
1: In Washington, I'm Jesse Tenor. All
0: right, so here in Marion County, the new guidance no longer requires masks, whether you're fully vaccinated or not, though health officials still recommend wearing them if you're not vaccinated. Businesses can open at full capacity, though they're still allowed to set their own rules for customers. And there are no more social distancing requirements. Here's what Dr. Kane had to say this week.
3: I must point out that these changes are only possible because of the thousands of Marion County residents who have already been vaccinated. And while we've made great strides in vaccinating 40 percent of our Marion County residents, we still have a ways to go.
0: Also this week, I had the chance to speak one-on-one with the White House Chief Science Officer, Dr. David Kessler. Dr. Kessler, thank you so much for being with us. A lot of people are celebrating the 4th of July and excited about this return to normal that many of us are experiencing. But how concerned are you about the Delta variant potentially upending some of that progress that we've made?
2: I'm very concerned about it. We are watching the Delta variant very closely. Uh, It is increasing here in this country. It does appear to be more transmissible. It's also impacting young people in a way that previous variants have not. You know, the good news uh, is that we know how to deal with it. We have safe and effective vaccines that work against the Delta variant. People who are fully vaccinated are protected from the Delta variant. That's why it's more important than ever that people get vaccinated.
0: Some conflicting messages, though, from the WHO and the CDC in terms of how vaccinated people should respond to this threat in terms of masks and other measures. Is there, or is there not much concern here for those who are already
4: vaccinated? Uh,
2: um, those who are, uh, fully vaccinated are protected. Um, they, are very different, uh, in the United States, uh, than, uh, the WHO has to deal uh, with countries around the world that are not as fortunate uh, as we are in the United States to have vaccines. So f- fully vaccinated people are, Uh, protected uh, period, that's the important thing. Uh, If you uh, are uh, not vaccinated um, and uh, uh, the level of vaccination in your community um, is not uh, very high, Uh, the reality is there will be more virus, more Delta variant, more people uh, who will uh, get sick uh, from it. So please, please, please. Uh, if you've hesitated until now, please get uh, vaccinated.
0: Uh, finally, what about this uh, this July 4th milestone here? The president had hoped we would have even more Americans vaccinated by Independence Day. Indiana is near the, the bottom of the list compared to other states. Why haven't we been able to get even more shots in, in people's arms ahead of this July 4th holiday?
2: You know, we worked very hard. I, I worked day and night with my colleagues here to make sure there was enough supply um, for everybody who wanted it. It was free, it is free, it is accessible. Look, I'm a doc. I understand um, that there is uh, hesitancy. I understand that it's very important to listen to people's uh, concerns. Some people were concerned, right? Were these things, were vaccines rushed? No, the, you know, I ran the Food and Drug Administration uh, for seven years. So I spent my life studying the safety of vaccines and drugs. And these studies were very extensive. And Not only that, there have been 300 million doses that are in arms in the United States. Look around. They are remarkably safe. So you've got to listen to people, listen to people's concerns, take them very seriously, meet them where they are, make it easy to be vaccinated, make sure everyone has access. But please, 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 the last thing I want to do right now as a doc, is to sit with a family uh, uh, you know, and uh, have somebody who has uh, died, uh, knowing that there was a way uh, to prevent that. We are still seeing some 300 deaths uh, a day in the United States and one death uh, from uh, COVID, especially even the Delta variant is one death too many.
0: Dr. David Kessler, White House COVID-19 Chief Science Officer. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it.
2: My pleasure, sir. All
0: right, meantime, a busy week of news in the nation's capital. The Supreme Court upholding a case dealing with voting restrictions. The House of Representatives approving a select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on Capitol Hill. Indiana Republicans voting against that measure. This is infrastructure talks continue with the president still trying to get that infrastructure deal across the finish line. We spoke about these issues this week with Indiana Senator Mike Braun and Representatives Victoria Sparts and Trey Hollingsworth.
5: Now you voted in favor of the first one six commission that was proposed, but you did not vote in favor of this select committee. Why not?
3: Well, it's easy to see. The first vote I cast was for a bipartisan committee with an equal number of Republicans and an equal number of Democrats. And that's what I think Americans want. In the face of this tragedy, what they want to see is bipartisan effort to get to the root causes. What we saw this past week, was not a bipartisan effort, was instead a Nancy Pelosi-led and selected commission. And that's not what Americans want. We don't need more partisanship in this country. We need more bipartisanship he voted against
5: both commissions proposed to investigate the January 6th Capitol riot. Do you want January 6th
6: to be investigated? I actually I was uh, one of the first people who sent a letter to Speaker Pelosi right after January 6th to really look into, investigate what's really happened. Why did we have such miscommunication between different agencies? But it needs to be done by law enforcement, not in a political way. You know, we cannot be politicizing every issue and it became so political that it's become coming unhealthy. So I think what FBI is doing, Department of Justice, what they're doing, what you know, Capitol Police is doing, it actually might be much more uh, effective and less biased. Do you support the bipartisan infrastructure deal? Well, I think we should come up with bipartisan deal where both sides negotiate and we can come to some more narrow-focused infrastructure bill that both sides can support. And I think the Senate is working on these issues. Unfortunately, the House and our speaker doesn't want to work on any bipartisan legislation. It's unfortunate.
5: Would you support, at a minimum, the smaller package that was agreed upon?
7: If, in fact, it was coupled to what the rest of it is, if it's a gimmick to get that through and then spend a trillion dollars on something just because you decoupled it, uh, I'm probably not going to be for that, because that means we're borrowing even more money from our kids and grandkids, for a whole array of things. And if we do infrastructure and have hard pay-fors, that's different. That's the way we've always done
0: it in the past. Senator Braun there with our Kristen Eskow. Meantime, Congressman Andre Carson reacting to Friday's jobs report, saying today's strong jobs report shows our economy is growing faster than at any time in 40 years. He said this didn't happen by chance said, quote, our efforts to get Americans vaccinated and create a stronger economic foundation are clearly working. By the way, Congressman Carson will be on Face the Nation later this morning. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Indiana congressman who traveled to the border with former President Trump and also made news this week on the issue of policing in America. Plus, Mayor Hogsett on the rising crime in Indianapolis, including the incident last weekend right in the heart of downtown India. More headlines this week. Another member of former President Trump's inner circle facing legal trouble with charges filed involving the Trump Organization. It was a busy week for the former president. He visited the southern border in Texas, along with dozens of Republican lawmakers, including Indiana Representative Jim Banks. Congressman Banks also in the news after an interview last weekend on Fox News Sunday, where he was asked if Republicans were in fact the ones, quote unquote, defunding the police by voting against the president's rescue plan, providing billions for state and local governments banks in the Indiana gop pushing back saying they quote always stand by the police meantime indy's mayor responding to a violent shootout last weekend right in the heart of downtown indianapolis just the latest in a string of incidents this summer with violent crime numbers on the rise there were a lot of shots fired but um, you know that kind of violence uh, anywhere in our city is unacceptable and that's why IMPD is redoubling its efforts to make sure that the 4th of July weekend is a safe weekend to come downtown, enjoy the fireworks, uh, and celebrate our, our nation's birthday. All right, let's talk about it all right now with our panel, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz from IndyPolitics.org. Insiders, Adam Wren with us here in studio as well. And on Zoom, we're joined by former Communications Director for the Indiana Democrats, Jennifer Wagner, and former GOP lawmaker, Mike Murphy. Abdul, I'm going to start with you. These discussions on policing in America, on crime in our cities, they continue to be front and center, really, when it comes to our political landscape.
7: Uh, Yes, it does. Uh, First of all, in fairness to the mayor, crime is up uh, in a lot of cities across the country. So that is true however we live in indianapolis and what happened downtown uh like I said the past couple weeks was uncalled for we had 122 murders which is uncalled for and it, it takes for folks to really step up and i will say this the downtown merchants have been yelling and clamoring uh for help to get our downtown back to normal because we just had our first big convention right pop up here we got more conventions coming so downtown's got to be safe so you
0: know, we can enjoy our city mike what are you hearing about the crime related concerns in india and the mayor's handling of the situation
4: Well, first of all, there's no excuse for what's happening in Indianapolis. Um, Of course, crime has gone up in many cities around the country, but the fact is we have a higher per capita murder rate than the city of Chicago, which we all love to be horrified by. Well, we should be equally, if not more horrified by what's going on right here in Indianapolis. That was nothing short of an okay corral last weekend in Indianapolis. It's absolutely unacceptable it's a complete lack of leadership
0: uh jennifer i want to get your response to that but obviously talking uh, about public safety here we should also note this week that the passing of of former prosecutor terry curry someone who's being remembered this week for his role leading uh, some of our local public safety efforts in indianapolis
3: yeah dan we lost one of the good ones um terry was just one of those people who you know was uh, he was a straight shooter right down the middle um I think he always put justice first. Um, if you you know saw any of the social media tributes to him on Facebook or Twitter, they were all reflective of that sentiment. Um, and you know, all of our thoughts and prayers are obviously with his his family uh, for their loss. Um, and I, I really quickly did want to touch on what Abdul said. Um, we're both in that same uh, downtown merchants uh, Facebook group, and and the downtown business community really has stepped up. They really are taking this seriously, and I'm hopeful that you know their meetings with IMPD and public safety uh, support. Will lead to some changes because I live downtown and it's scary. Uh,
0: All right, let's uh, change gears here. Adam, we talked about Congressman Jim Banks there at the outset. He's obviously made a lot of news uh, nationally lately. The interview last week on Fox News Sunday about police funding and a piece this week from the Associated Press that really took a close look at some of his political ambitions here.
8: Yeah, this is a very ambitious figure. Uh, he's someone who came up around the same time that uh, Pete Buttigieg did. Uh, they served in Afghanistan together, built some, something of a, of a rivalry, a friendship. Uh, but this is someone who could be, uh, you know, a speaker in 10 years from now. Um, you know, he really seems to be cultivating a national profile uh, and you know whether or not uh, his current stances agree with his past stances uh, is certainly a fair question to ask.
0: Uh, Abdul, a couple of big legal stories this week. At, at the state level, you had the state of Indiana appealing a judge's ruling dealing with federal unemployment benefits. You also had an abortion ruling, yet another abortion bill from the legislature overturned right before it was set to go into law.
7: Yes, uh, and I keep wondering why any lawmakers keep tinkering with the abortion issue because they're like, what, Owen 2000? right now on abortion rulings at the, with, the, with the federal courts. So why the state keeps doing this, I, I don't understand. But uh, on the uh, uh, unemployment issue, I thought it was interesting um, and because the, the governor said by keeping the unemployment in place, we're actually harming Hoosiers, which I tend, to, I tend to agree with. But the courts will tend to probably look at things a little bit differently and basically make their decision under state law. Uh,
0: M- Mike, you served in the legislature. Uh, this isn't all that uncommon. You talk about bills being passed that then get shot down in the courts.
4: No, it's it's a part of a, a political game. Frankly, many legislators will will author bills either in the uh, the Second Amendment area or in the uh, the pro life area. They know the bills are either not going to pass or going to be shot down by a court, but it gets them their A plus ratings with the NRA and with Indiana Right to Life, so they can say I tried. They look good to their church congregations. They can beat their chest, but they know it's not going to change until something. At a much higher level changes like the Supreme Court
0: and Jennifer obviously these court battles over things like federal unemployment benefits a lot of real life implications here for Hoosiers who are out of work right now while a lot of businesses also continue to struggle finding employees.
3: Absolutely and I think you know we had a heartening uh, jobs report uh, last week that maybe things are starting to pick up but. You know, it's very easy for elected officials, policymakers to, you know, sit in their seats and collect their paychecks when there are plenty of people who are either still struggling to find work or employers who are struggling to find employees. Um, I, I don't know that I'd be so quick to say that, you know, one of those things has caused the other. Um, but I definitely know that we, we need to do what we need to do to support uh, Hoosiers, especially as the pandemic continues.
0: We're also talking about this Fourth of July holiday. It had kind of been circled on the calendar here as kind of a milestone date in this fight against COVID. The numbers have been looking much, much better, obviously, as more people get vaccinated. Still, President Biden, Mayor Hogsett, both kind of falling short of their Fourth of July vaccination goals We're back open for business at the state level, the local level, the national level. There are concerns about these variants. But, Adam, still, this holiday does nonetheless uh, feel like a moment of celebration after everything we've been through the last year and a half.
8: Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, America, in a lot of ways, is, is coming back, and it's a bipartisan achievement. Um, and any progress that we've made up until now uh, really uh, is something I think that's a testament not only to the Biden administration, but a number of uh, great governors as well.
0: Governor Holcomb, obviously, here in Indiana, has been front and, front and center on that fight. Uh,
7: yes. Uh, the governor followed the science. And you notice that in a lot of states, they would go forward and they have to go back because they kind of overestimate it. Indiana has never had to go back. We may have stayed at a certain stage at a point, but I think it's
0: a tribute to Governor Holcomb and Dr. Box and uh, to Hoosiers in general. All right, coming up next this Sunday in Focus after the tragic building collapse in Florida. We're asking how inspectors here try to watch for any danger signs. Stick around. We'll be right back. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden were in Surfside, Florida, Thursday, the site of that condo collapse last month. He addressed some of the families who've been touched by that tragedy. The president meeting with state and local officials, as well as first responders, offering the federal government's full support for rescue efforts. Indiana Task Force One is deployed in Florida this weekend. About 80 crew members arrived late last week to join those rescue operations near Miami. A lot of questions still after that tragic building collapse in Florida last weekend, and we wanted to know how the state of Indiana handles its building inspections. Our Jill Glavin spoke with a structural engineer and found out the state is currently reviewing some of its building codes. Most buildings are are safe. Um, Certainly, I think this one had a lot of red flags
5: After what happened in Florida, structural engineer Kurt Heidenreich understands the many questions people may have about the safety of older high-rise buildings. However, he stressed that all possible causes are speculation and there's still much to learn. I looked into Indiana's building codes and found out that once construction is complete and a building is occupied, there is no requirement for future structural inspections. The state does require fire inspections and renovation or a change in use could trigger inspections of an older building.
0: But once it is occupied, um, it's been my experience that in the different states there aren't really requirements
2: for having to inspect at certain intervals.
5: That was different in Florida because of the location on the coast. Here in Indiana, Heidenreich serves on the board of the American Council of Engineering Companies of Indiana, which has long pushed the state to readopt Chapter 17 of International Building Code, which would require stricter structural engineering inspections during construction.
2: There are specific Uh, requirements for doing more
3: detailed and thorough testing.
5: A state exploratory committee is currently working to update state code. Heidenreich hopes they'll add the extra inspections, but in the meantime, does not want Hoosiers to worry.
0: I don't think there's a cause for alarm generally with regard to buildings.
5: In Indianapolis, Jill Glavin, Fox 59 News.
0: Jill, thanks as always. We appreciate all your hard work and research. Stick around. We'll be right back after this.
8: All right, time for this week's Winners and Losers. Adam, will start with you. Yes, Losers for this week are uh, Representative Baird, Bouchon, uh, Pence, and Mularski for voting against removing Confederate statues from the Capitol. Winner is Jim Banks. Uh, even with his misstep on Chris Wallace last Sunday, uh, he's clearly uh, one of the most ambitious and talented members of the Republican delegation and has a bright future. Adam? Uh, Abdul.
7: Uh, my winner for this week is actually the first church of cannabis. They've been in effect for six years. Still going strong after July 1st and our losers are the folks who will not get vaccinated uh, because once again, 99% of all our hospitalizations are people who have not been vaccinated from COVID-19. Mike?
4: Well, the winner has to be, believe it or not, uh, Russ McQuaid, your own intrepid yeah. crime reporter. If it wasn't for Russ, this city would not know the truth about what's going on on crime in this city. And on a brighter note, happy 10th anniversary to Governor Holcomb and his wife, Janet. Anybody who can stay 10 years married is a winner in my book. There you go. Jennifer, I'll give you the final word.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually only have uh, the the one loser, and that is uh, all of us for losing uh, Terry Curry as a public yeah. servant and uh, our former prosecutor. Uh, a real loss for our city, uh, especially at a time when, uh, obviously, crime is forefront in everyone's minds.
0: All right. right. Thanks to the panel for being here. Thanks to you for watching this week. Hope you have a great Fourth of July holiday. We'll see you again next Sunday in Focus.